Oh, man, I hate Mondays. Nah, man, it's Tuesday. Wait, 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 what day is it? You know what day it is. Tuesday, Bruce Day, Tuesday. Oh, fuck yeah! Grab a cold one. It's Bruce Day Tuesday. Brought to you by the Cellar and Six Pack Store. Here's Drez and Big Nate. Ah, what a lovely sound it is. You got again? Okay, this, Dude, this something's is... here. No, I, we're good. I didn't get it anywhere except for the carpet. But well, uh, on your hand, I'm at least. Gonna need, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bruce Day Tuesday brought to you by the Southern Restaurant and Six Pack Store in downtown Blacksburg. Apparently, Big Nate, even though he's on I'm a beer cursed. show, does not know how to open beer properly. I even did like the whole way you do it, and I feel like I've just had a bad. You've had a really bad run lately. Uh, I, I mean, understand it. you know, obviously, if it's shaking up or whatever, but I don't know how or why. That would have happened. Either way, it is Bruce Day Tuesday, and um, I'm looking forward to this show. This has been a show that's been a long time in the making because, uh, you know, you find a beer, you're like, okay, we definitely going to do that in the show, but you need a few more to get a, the full four to do a show. And uh, I think the first one that we had was the one that you just popped in your hand. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, the reason we, we played a little Nirvana uh, is because of the beer that's in my hand from Single Cut Beer Smiths, which were these guys out of again? I definitely had some of their stuff before, and I do enjoy it. Uh, New York, that's what I thought might have been the case. I have the Grunge Double Dry Hopped Double IPA, and of course, you got the flannel inline sunglass case and those big white bug-like sunglasses that Kurt made so popular. Uh, back in the day. So obviously it doesn't say Nirvana or anything on there, but clearly this is a Nirvana influenced beer. And I'm very excited to try it as most bear listeners know Nirvana is my first love into rock music. And I'm, I've been quite a bit obsessed for many years. No, it, it, it it's a beautiful can. It's well executed. And of course, uh, at, at, as you mentioned, we, uh, so Let's go back. I, I should have had my calendar in front of me. We we had found a majority of the Iron Maiden beers, and uh, then we found another one, and uh, we're just waiting for the opportunity. So yeah, we did do that. We did an Iron Maiden show. Uh, we we did not boys, have this one, but we didn't have that one. And then we found that one over at the cellar. Yep. And we we're like, well, crap. All right. Well, now we got to grab this one and do it. You know, we got a redux. And and this one, I'm I'm really intrigued about because, of course, with the with the other ones you ran into, I mean, they were obviously very much so geared towards a European palate. And uh, as I learned very recently, Brewdog is actually out of Scotland, but I still think they're going after the American audience here with the Iron Maiden Brewdog Hellcat Trooper. That's a part of the Trooper series. And uh, of course, you got a, a werewolf version of Eddie there that looks like something like they would have had on one of their earlier album covers, but it's an American India Pale Lager, not ale. Okay. Lager. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, Iron Maiden and Brewdog unite to launch Hellcat, a feisty India pale lager where hops and malts collide. Hellcat rages with a citrus-forward flavor with no less aggressive malty backbone. The result is a hazy guy, uh, gold IPL with an epically complex balance brewed in the USA. So uh, we'll, we'll see how they do it American style. Because that was, the, uh, I'm assuming that's from their Ohio location because uh, it's brewed in the US. Yep, Columbus. Uh, that being said... 
the other Iron Maidens that we did, those were all Robinson Brewery. Yep. Because that's the main one, I guess, that they collaborated with. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, it makes sense that we do this one as the offshoot, unlike the other show with all those Robinson beers, that it's a Brewdog collaboration. So obviously, they must not have signed some sort of, you know, exclusivity to the uh, there was no non compete. Yeah, not a non compete or whatever. They can hop around. Well, yeah, because do... they also kept like the cha- same like trooper series. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm well, that's true. It is all true. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's licensing that goes into play there. Yeah, because honestly, I didn't even think or realize that it was Brewdog. You just assume it's Robinson because that's what all of the Iron Maiden beers are. So that's that is a bit interesting. And, and again, they do mention here that uh, once again, it's Bruce Dickinson kind of taking the helm. I think he just let Steve Harris write all the music, and then he's like, "Yeah, you know what." I'll come up with some lyrics. You 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 got this covered. I'm going to go brew some beer. Yeah. But so, and maybe it's, uh, I don't know. I could pull up untapped and, and double check. But if I, if memory serves out of all the Iron Maiden beers, no offense to Robinson's and what they're doing over in Europe. But uh, I think that one was my favorite because I feel like Brewdog. I, 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 I said Europe, I guess. England versus Scotland slash, I guess this one is brewed in America. I don't know if they probably are doing it over there, or maybe they can't because it's too close to Rob. I, I don't know. Based on my uh, early impressions, this one's definitely gonna gonna take the cake as my favorite. But that sake one wasn't. That one was that was pretty least, delicious. That was probably the best one out of those other I, ones. I enjoyed but the sake. One. The sun and steel. It still wasn't that great. No, it wasn't. It was the best of the bunch. It wasn't though. getting a five. No. By any stretch of the imagination. I don't know that this is going to get a five, but uh, pretty good. 6% ABV. Uh, I'm oh. still intrigued. I've not had a lot of India Pale Lagers. Have you? I mean, I can. I think there's an app that I can <laughs> check to confirm or not, but no, they're definitely few and far between. You know, you, you certainly don't see them very often. That's an intriguing style to me. Yeah. It, it's definitely one... I wonder if there's, if only we could get somebody from Iron Maiden, no, actually, from BrewDog on, because that is a unique, they must have chose that for a reason I, for this I, beer. I can, I can tell you right now, this would be a great tailgating beer. Mm. This, uh, uh, it's got just enough hops that, uh, you know, you, your, your taste buds are tickled, but it's not going to sit there and kind of knock you on your ass See, that's a, too many. No, and not only that, but it's good to have a little bit of it, but not too much be, at a tailgate because you have such a wide variety of palates yep you know some people can't handle the super hoppy beers and so i guess to some point you know if you don't like sharing it can work in your favor but for the most part you want to have something that you can hand to somebody that doesn't have a beer i'll call this and a, they'll want to drink it this is a gateway beer that's uh, what this is is that right that's to get you transitioned over to craft beer is the uh, india pale so that's lager. how you hook that's them what is they the did. indian pale lager interesting all right well and speaking of man obviously with football rapidly approaching that is very exciting i'm just trying to think about all the all the beers I'll be drinking in a couple weeks over at Lane for the for the BC game. A night game at that. A lot of tailgating will be at. But that's a, I guess that's a discussion for a, a, another day. Um, you, when you mentioned the ABV on that one, I realized I forgot to mention. This is a double IPA, so it is a bit of a higher uh, percentage, 7.7% for the grunge double dry hopped Dippa. Um, and I did want to mention, because when I was trying to think, obviously we wanted to play a Nirvana song to coincide with this beer. And you uh, quickly uh, suggested Penny Royalty, which I'm happy to play. Um, fun little fact for you, when I was, you know, spending every penny that I ever earned on Nirvana, you know, T-shirts and memorabilia and CDs, um, the single, like this compact disc single for Penny Royalty, 
that I think was like a Japanese import was the most expensive Nirvana CD that I ever saw. I didn't even get one because I couldn't afford it. It was like going on eBay for like 350 bucks. And of course, this was circa, you know, the late 90s. So I don't know what they'd be going for now. But if it's less than that, maybe I should go in and buy it finally. Now's the Um, time. I I just... But uh, I don't remember. I mean, I guess it was just super rare. But I do remember the cover of it because it did have like a a tea infusers, like Penny Royal tea on there. And that's one of those... Like I, I of course, like I remember kind of the day that that Kurt passed, and I remember like following, like hearing about it on the radio. You really remember it? You were a baby, baby. I was even. I was about four or five, and yeah, I, I do. I like I vividly remember I was in the back of my stepdad's Pontiac Grand Am, and we were listening to the radio, which was weird because he had a massive cassette collection. And then I was like, okay, well, uh, let's throw in some Nirvana on cassette. Mm-hmm. But it was a. Uh, one of those things to me, Penny Royal Tea kind of always stood out. Like, I feel like I, I, I don't know because uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit and uh, Man Who Sold the World were always the ones that I heard the most on the radio. But hmm. Penny Royal Tea has always been one of those ones that feels so very raw to me. It's it's definitely one of the – well, because that, that whole album, I mean, that was the In Utero album. And that one was just a total different direction than a lot of the different stuff. You know, the, Nevermind, that was – Nevermind was more of, uh, you know, coming out sort of, and then uh, I, I, I don't want to put words in Kurt's mouth or whatever, but within Utero, it was more in depth and personal. And it was some of the stuff that he wanted to really try and do different sounds and whatnot. And you're, it's funny you mentioned the, you know, man who sold the world. That was obviously from the Unplugged session, yeah. which I mean, I, I still love that very, very much. But, um, yeah, he he was going in a whole different direction of just more in-depth. He wanted to be more known of like a songwriter than just like a rocker guy. Yeah. So he was really pulling for for some really personal stuff in that album. And it's kind of interesting because uh, when you think of, you know, Bleach, uh, I, I know a lot of people aren't very familiar with Bleach, but that one is just very basic, uh, but raw, which yeah. was awesome. You know, that was their $600 album that they made and just sort of a garage garage band almost sort of esque. Then of course they have the big production of Nevermind, which was you could see the elevation of the songwriting and the sound and obviously getting a, a big producer in there, Butch Vig, that knows what he's doing. Um you got Incesticide, which was like the B side. People don't even really credit that as an album. Uh so because there was just like all these weird cuts and stuff. But that's another one those other written. And then of course In Utero came out and those are those are really the only ones. Um but out of all of them, I mean, it's tough. I, I Honestly, I love the Unplugged album, really. I mean, that was just so phenomenal. And there's just the covers on it were great. It was just so, like you're saying, there's, very intimate. There, there's such a non-pretentious, like, I, I feel like when Unplugged kind of started, it did become this, like, almost hokey thing. I mean, hell, you had Kiss playing Unplugged. And, yeah. and I feel like Nirvana kind of changed the, the landscape of what was going on on Unplugged and, and really... It felt like an experience. I mean, there's a reason it's it's one of the higher selling records of all time. See, I mean, it's hard for me to gauge because, you know, I wasn't really into it at that time. So it's like, I don't really remember the bands that did Unplugged before, the ones that did it after. But I do imagine that when Nirvana did theirs, that must have been a, you know, okay, now the bar's up here. I would imagine, I mean, I don't know. I've There's definitely been some good Unplugs, but... 
I feel like that one certainly takes. I mean, maybe I'm biased because I'm such they a did it. Nirvana then fan, shortly but. after, you saw Alice in Chains do it, and then Pearl Jam also did it. And I think those go down in history as the three best unplugged sessions I've ever seen. Or is that just because you're a big grunge fan? See, I I fall more like Pearl Jam, my all time favorite grunge band. I, Nirvana's kicks their ass, <laughs> but and the unplugged for the yeah, unplugged yeah, for the unplugged. But Either yeah, way. it just blows my mind, and I, 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 I've kind of recently started re-digging into Nirvana. Weirdly enough, have you ever seen Pan? Pan? Oh, the the, the, movie, the movie with Hugh Jackman. Uh, I can't remember the kid's name. I, I, uh, for some reason, my mind tells, went like, Pan's Labyrinth. But okay, yes, Pan, like the Peter Pan, the story beginning or of Peter Pan. Okay, and uh, they randomly have two like musical numbers early on in the movie, and then the rest aren't musicals. But there's a scene where they're like coming into like this mine and all these like little orphans are singing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Hmm. I was like, all right, well, this is not the movie I expected. And it continued to not at all be the movie I expected. But uh, if you got a chance, you should probably no, watch it. I have not seen that one, but it's going to the top of the queue list because I didn't realize that they, you know, if they, I will, I will any tell sort you, of Nirvana. Not a great movie. But it was a really intriguing sequence. Okay, interesting. And now, just because you started with it being the beginning of a movie and playing Nirvana, have you seen Children of Men? Mm-mm. Okay. The opening scene, and it, I'm not I'm not giving too much away, but uh, just to put it in perspective, it's Clive Owen. It's an action movie. I don't even really remember the plot, <laughs> but I remember that the opening scene was this gnarly action, action sequence that kicked off with Nirvana um oh, what was the song with the drums the fast drums I think it was was it ah stay away or pay to play I can't remember I can't remember what it is it's one of the one of the heavier it's like oh crap this is Nirvana and then it's just this ridiculous action sequence to this fast pace like one of the gnarlier Nirvana tracks and at some point in it somebody must have uh, uh, they were eating or something and they had like a full-blown carrot and he kills the guy with the carrot. He like he was about to eat it, and he just shoves it, and it goes through his head or something like that. If you're not sold that's a, that's a in the first five movie. minutes of this movie, uh, I, I, you got to check it out. I'm Even if it's board. just the opening sequence, it's crazy. And it's I might have to pull it up when we're playing some Iron Maiden to see if I can uh, to to figure out what Nirvana song it is because it's driving me crazy. I haven't seen it in years, but like I said, I can't remember the plot line. But check that one out. We digress. Um, Let's go ahead and untap these beers, which is how we like to utilize uh, keeping track of the beers that we love and that sometimes we don't love so much. It's a free beer app. You can download it to your mobile device today, uh, untapped. Drez Drinks is my handle. Big Nate Danger sitting across from me. Uh, we check in the beers, rate them from 0.25 up to 5. How is the Hellcat treating you? So, I mean, bingo free spot. You get half point for your association with Iron Maiden. Uh Get another half point for your intriguing, innovative uh, America India Pale Lager, which still sounds interesting. Very, very interesting much so mailed up, made up. But uh, so there's a point right there. I'm gonna have to go ahead and give it another three and a quarter for the taste of the uh, the beer. So it's coming in at four point two five. Four two five isn't too shabby on the untapped scale for me. The grunge double dry hopped Dippa. This is about everything I love, and one. I mean. It's a double dry hop for once, a dipper, so you get the little bit of higher ABV, just a very smooth... Honestly, the beer is phenomenal. Uh, I've drank 
all but one sip. So I don't know. Hopefully, maybe if you're watching on the Facebook Live or the YouTube, you, you saw the color of it. Very nice shoes. Lacing is a bit lackluster, uh, but I'm not going to hold that too much against them. Obviously, the grunge, Nirvana reference, bumping them up a good bit in my book. It's not quite a five, but it's definitely at least a four, seven, five. This is good beer and a great combo with it. Uh, since you're holding the Iron Maiden beer in your hand, I'll let you choose the Iron Maiden track we're going to play. So uh, knowing what we've got in our catalog and, and knowing my mentality on uh, the way things operate, if you're going to die, you should die with your boots die on. Die with your boots on. Amen to that. All right. We'll die with our boots on and we'll be back drinking more band beers on Brewstay Tuesday. Stick around. <laughs> 